0: All right. People have been talking to me about it. People have been asking me about it. I have done so much research and compiled it for me, for you, for all of us, the consumers, because this is your definitive guide to this crazy, quote unquote, 5G world. Let's talk about it. all right definitive guide right so let's start hammering away with some definitions so per wikipedia 5g is the fifth count them one two three four five fifth generation technology standard for broadband cellular networks so like its predecessors 5G networks are cellular networks in which the service area is divided into small geographical areas called cells. All 5G wireless devices in a cell are connected to the internet and telephone network by radio waves through a local antenna in the cell. So, the main advantage of the new networks is that they will have greater bandwidth, giving higher download speeds. Eventually, up to 10 gigabits per second so due to the increased bandwidth it is expected that the networks do not exclusively serve cell phones like existing cellular networks here's the kicker but also be used as general internet service providers for laptops and desktop computers competing with existing isps such as cable internet and also will make possible new applications in internet of things and machine to machine areas so a lot here's the thing a lot of times when people are talking about 5g they they want to crank it up to the level as if like it's life or death like this is going to allow doctors to pull down all of these reports this makes us do these things so much better and different that's kind of like what that is falling into also, 4G cell phones are not compatible with the new networks. This is a entirely new and different chipset. So just because you have a 4G device does not mean that you're automatically going to be able to fall up to 4G, from 4G to 5G like you can falling back. So you can always fall back. Like the 5G chips, you will be able to fall back to 4G. Those devices, you'll be able to fall back to those chips. But for 4G, you can't hop forward because of the bands and the technology. There are differences there. So, these increased speeds are greatly achieved by using higher frequency radio waves than previous cellular networks. However, higher frequency radio waves have a shorter useful physical range. Let me repeat that higher frequency radio waves have a shorter useful physical range all right so verizon they are known for speed 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 and we're going to get into this later they're known for that speed however in order to achieve that speed you're going to have to have more and more points that are closer together so you're going to have to have access points on this street corner on that street corner just in a row to be able to maintain that signal that's what contributes to the meme of people saying oh well if you turn your back to the cell site you instantly fall back to 4g now for wide service 5G networks operate on up to three frequency bands, low, medium, and high. So like I said, before we have smaller geographic cells, but then we have this wide service. So a 5G network will be composed of networks of up to three different types of cells, each requiring specific antenna designs. All right. So next up, we have low band. So these are the types of bands. Low band low band 5G uses a similar frequency range to 4G cell phones, 600 to 700 megahertz, giving download speeds a little higher than 4G. So, essentially, you're going to get about 20% faster than 4G. Mid band 5G uses microwaves of 2.5 to 3.7 gigahertz, allowing speeds of up to to 100 to 900 megabits per second with each other cell tower providing service up to several miles in radius this level of service is the most widely deployed and should be available in most metropolitan areas in 2020 Is not and some regions are not even implementing the lower band The note the band that I told you that is the most similar to 4G so now we're going to talk about high band. So high band is the fastest. is the fastest 5G. It uses frequencies of 25 to 39 gigahertz near the bottom of the millimeter wave band, although higher frequencies may be used in the future. It often achieves download speeds of in the gigabit per second range comparable to cable internet, however, Very important note. Millimeter waves have a more limited range requiring many small cells and they have trouble passing through some types of materials such as walls and windows. So let's break it down. Low band, low band 5G is going to be very similar to the 4G that we have now with basically a 20 percent bump, a little mm, just a little something mid band is going to give you a balance of that speed and coverage then high band is the fastest but the signal doesn't travel well through hard surfaces meaning that there are going to have to be tons more equipment installed so that this 5g technology the high band can actually reach us so now now that we know low band mid band and high band do the carriers really tell you what brand of 5G that you're getting? Yes and no. And we're going to talk about that later. But I do have to make some notes here. In, in this latest Apple event, Verizon was on stage and they, quote, 5G just got real. And you know what I say? Stop it. Stop it because most people there are still so many people in the United States that still don't have access to good quality 4G. So no, 5G has not gotten real. And of course, there I have I have friends who have 5G, but they don't live where I live. And for you, I say just stop it. Stop it as well. 5G can become a thing. When more than just huge metropolitan areas get it. And I live in a large metropolitan area. And look, look, guys, we don't care. At least I don't. So now let's talk about the differences in the carriers. All right, so let's talk about the differences between the carriers. What do you get as a consumer when we're talking about 5G on Verizon, on T-Mobile, on AT&T, on Sprint, which is basically T-Mobile. So, with Verizon, they started out the gate with the highest 5G technology, which is millimeter waves, So these waves spread across Verizon's ultra wide band network of frequencies. So you're going to be getting super, super crazy speeds. If you have not seen the speeds of Verizon 5G, just, you know, mosey on over to YouTube and type Verizon 5G, you will be blown the heck away. But remember, we're thinking about the coverage. So Verizon, they started off with the highest band of 5G. So that means that you're going to be tied to certain areas that have it because their brand of 5G high band doesn't travel well. Next up, Sprint. Sprint, they were the second major carrier to jump into 5G. So what they're utilizing They're utilizing channels within the 2.5 gigahertz spectrum it already employs for 4G. So this way it can send significant amounts of data at decently faster speeds while it ramps up its network build out. So it's going to be offering faster speeds than the low band, but not quite the speeds of high band. So this is that mid band that I was talking about. Now, AT&T leave it to one of these guys to be a little bit different. So, they're actually divided into three types of coverage. So, 5G evolution is what they're calling it. It's essentially rebranded 4G LTE. But actually, 5G, the actual AT&T 5G network is on a low band spectrum making it closer to T-Mobile in performance than Verizon so it's a sub six gigahertz spectrum it reaches farther than millimeter wave but at slower speed so like the other carriers access to 5g is limited to hot spots and select u.s cities now additionally t-mobile so t-mobile was first we all know this if you're if you've been paying attention you know that t-mobile was the first but that is because they're utilizing low bands using the 600 gigahertz spectrum so as mentioned these low band spectrums don't support millimeter waves so speeds don't reach the blazing fast capability of say verizon and this is that territory that's basically like a little bit of a 20 percent increase over your five over your 4g your current 4g lte connection so what does all of this mean at this point i really hope that if you were driving i hope that you just pulled over so that you can take all of this in because it's been a ton of information but this is all useful information because 5g is a big deal 5g is going to offer people a lot of increases in speed which i think is important but I guess my thing at this point is that I don't necessarily complain about the 4G speeds that I have. I care about coverage more than speed. I would rather get, say, 50 megabits per second down absolutely everywhere than have 50 megabits per second down in my house, one megabit per second down if I go to my hometown city, and then one million mega, one gigabit speeds in LA and one gigabit speeds in New York. I, I want that consistency, and that's one thing that I don't think we will ever have. I want to have consistent coverage wherever I go, whether I'm using T-Mobile, whether I'm using AT&T, whether I'm using Verizon, or I'm not going to talk about Sprint because Sprint is basically T-Mobile. I want consistency and that is one of the strangest things and it seems like in the technological world saying the word saying that C word almost gets you a snippy look because people People don't want to talk about consistency, but we see that the major carriers, they're each doing things differently. Verizon, of course, Verizon is going to go out and say, you know what, we're going to be the fastest. Of course, T-Mobile is going to come out and just say, hey, we've got 5G too. Also, we're the uncarrier. We're doing all these crazy things. You know how their CEO is on Twitter. And then AT&T, they're taking a little bit more of that, they're taking the middle road, which I actually enjoy. Being an AT and T customer for now, I enjoy AT and T taking that mid road and kind of going through the motions with this entire thing regarding five G. So now, I guess the question that we all have to answer is: at this point, is five G worth it? So, Dexter, you were talking so bad about 5G. You must think 5G sucks. So, look, here is the thing I am going to give an unbiased, straightforward account of 5G. I'm going to give you the details. I'm going to tell you how the carriers are going to handle and how they have been handling their 5g rollouts and implementations so far that is my duty as a technologist and a podcaster slash reporter and just a a follower and lover of this stuff that is my duty now the only person that can determine is 5g worth it is you because there are still going to be plenty of phones released over the next year that are just 4G only that's just a fact however I will say that if you can afford the cost of a 5G device first and foremost all of Apple's new iPhones if you're in the Apple ecosystem and you want a new device get one of the latest phones you're covered point blank period now when you're dealing with Android you're dealing with you're dealing with a different animal because you're going to get the lenovo tab 5 and then you're going to get the lenovo tab 5 with 5g for an extra 100 bucks and i'm going to say this that if you can do it i would say do it because as these things begin to roll out more and more you're going to get those speed increases you're going to get them my biggest gripe is that i want to see extended coverage So if you look on a Verizon coverage map, an AT&T coverage map, a T-Mobile coverage map, you see tons of coverage here in the United States. But on each of those maps, you still see spots that are white that don't have coverage. You still see spots that are, they don't have the color all the way filled in because the coverage there, their LTE coverage there, isn't quite up to snuff those are my biggest gripes about 5g and the gripes actually lie within the 4g infrastructure because it is lte that is not built all the way so i would rather them build up this 4g network and expand the coverage to make sure that when you're going on that road trip and and you're in the middle of the of nowhere your phone doesn't say searching for service. It doesn't say no coverage. You're still able to shoot out a quick text or receive a phone call if you're in an emergency. But when you're dealing with 5G and it's just trying to get plastered everywhere, I have an issue with that when the current infrastructure, its coverage is still lacking in areas. And I feel like the 5G implementation and the 5G coverage it's gonna be exactly the same because there hasn't necessarily been pressure on these big corporations, on these carriers to make those differences. But I would say that if you can afford it, definitely on your next device, get a device that has 5G capabilities. Now, with that being said, you also need to understand the downsides. You might be buying one of these devices And your city might not have any 5G coverage. Depending on your carrier, this is a true possibility. Because let's just say right now you already have spotty 4G. Do do you just believe you're automatically going to have great 5G? No, you're, you're probably not going to get 5G for years. But at this point, you're putting yourself in a position so that once 5G does come to your area, you're going to have it. But then also know is that 5G is in the beginning phases. Does anyone remember the very first 4G phone? Does anyone remember that? that? It was on Verizon's Network. One of my fraternity brothers actually had this phone and its battery life was abysmal. Sure, you could download things super fast. I will never, I will never forget. My first 4G phone, I upgraded from the Motorola Droid, 3G powerhouse, my very first Android device, to the Samsung Galaxy Nexus. Yes, a Nexus phone. And the speed differences were out of this world. My battery life was trash, but who cares because I was using Google Android. Google's true version of Android. So just know what you're getting yourself into And if your phone, if it has a larger battery, if it's from a manufacturer and OEM that is of any substance, your battery life is going to more than likely be fine. And I definitely think that 5G going forward, I think it's worth the investment. But as of right now, it is still a ball full of hype. But at least it's good hype, right, guys? (laughs) Until next time. I'll holler at you. Thank you for listening to another episode of In the Weeds with Dexter Johnson. I'm hoping you're coming away more empowered, educated, and enthralled in the technological world. Be sure to tell a friend, share this episode, and follow me on Twitter at Dexter Johnson. And most importantly, stay tuned for future episodes. Until next time...